0: Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Jesse and I are recording this early in the morning because we have a full day today. And I realized, Jesse, we never record a podcast with our morning voices. I
1: don't think you've ever recorded in the morning before.
0: I feel like it takes me about two hours in the morning to kind of warm up my voice. I have to share a lot of words with you, Jesse, mm-hmm. in the mornings just to help warm up my voice. And
1: Oh, is that why?
0: Yes. And I, I haven't gotten a chance to do that this morning, so... We're just going to warm up the voices on the podcast. We've had a pretty eventful last few weeks. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a podcast with the two of us together last week because we had um, Shanti Feldman on. And so we didn't get to tell you about, we took another trip to Johnson City, Tennessee, which we were not expecting to go to Johnson City, Tennessee. We were expecting to go to... Gatlinburg and that area and we were going to meet up with two of my sisters and I actually got on Instagram stories an hour before we were supposed to leave we were just starting to pack because we're the people who pack an hour to an hour and a half before unless it's an international trip and then we do start packing a little bit earlier usually Usually at least three hours before, but anyway. (laughs) So I was on Instagram story because I was showing my groceries and I was saying something about, yeah, we're getting ready to leave to go to Gatlinburg. And I started getting message after message after message after message because this was the 4th of July weekend. People saying, Crystal, do not go to Gatlinburg on the 4th of July weekend. It will be wall-to-wall people.
1: And we were doing some planning while we were driving.
0: Yes, So I said, Jesse, I don't know what to do. I I just, we don't want to go with multiple little kids to (laughs) Gatlinburg and end up just sitting in the car or in bumper to bumper traffic. Because for any of you who have sat in the car, especially with babies in bumper to bumper traffic, babies who like the car to be going or they like to be out of their car seat.
1: We have one that once you stop. They start crying.
0: Yes. And we're like, this is not going to be a recipe for a great 24-hour getaway. So, You got on the computer, started looking at different things, and we ended up just deciding, you know what? We're going to go back to Johnson City, Tennessee. We're going to go back to Sills Branch Falls that we had gone to just a few weeks before. And it ended up being a great little time just with um, my sisters and their families. And we also got to go to Troyer's, which is this marketplace near Johnson City, and just it was just nice to spend time with them. And then Silas had a baseball tournament last weekend, which was so fun to do something that felt fairly normal. Mm-hmm. And it really felt like one of our first more normal activities that we've done all summer.
1: I think it helped that they won the tournament.
0: <laughs> well, yes, it always helps. They had four games. We were there for 12 hours, and it made it worth it when they yep. ended up pulling out a win on that last game. And then another big thing that happened was that my mom came into town, which we had really been hoping to work it out that she could see the babies. And we had tried to think of a lot of different scenarios and just didn't have a piece again and again and again about things as we were praying about what would be best. And then finally, kind of the doors opened and it all worked out and I we just had such a peace about it and so she was able to come Monday through Wednesday of last week and it was just so fun to have her here. We, we didn't do much of anything other than just love on the babies and talk and we took a lot of walks in our neighborhood. I also wanted to mention that we did an episode on our favorite games recently and we have gotten a lot of emails in with game recommendations but there is one that has gotten recommended more than any others and it is the game telestrations which i haven't heard of and to my knowledge i don't think i've ever played and so i just was going to put that out there we apparently need to get this game and check it out because so many people recommended it Jesse, what's saving your life this week?
1: Well, how many episodes ago was this? This kind of (laughs) probably plays into what we're going to be talking about today.
0: That's right. I didn't tell people what we were going to be talking about today. I knew I was missing something. This episode, we're going to be talking about how to parent a child who is very different than you, (laughs) i.e., for me, how to parent a non-strong-willed child child because we did an episode on how to parent a strong-willed or strong child, as I like to call it, because I don't like to have a negative label of a strong-willed child. And someone wrote in and asked if we could do an episode that is how to parent a child who is, I don't know what would be a good word for them, just a child with a quieter personality.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. Um, More of a thinker. Yeah. And
0: and so right before this episode, when I, I told you that we were going to talk about that, and um, I said because I I feel like you could speak to this because you don't have a strong-willed personality, and in typical fashion, you sat there and you're like, I don't know, I need to think about that. <laughs> Whereas someone like me is like, you know, you just you just know the answer. Everything's so black and white, and um, you're.
1: It was kind of tongue-in-cheek when I said that.
0: Probably, yes. but but that would be a typical answer for you if I said, hey, I think this. You're like, I need to think about it. Anyway, let's talk about what's saving and your life.
1: So uh, here, a um, number of weeks ago, I, had, I think we had discussed that I was starting the Couch to 5K app. Running is a weakness of mine, and with most weaknesses, we don't like to work on them, so I've kind of been... <laughs>
0: No, wait. If you say chocolate is a weakness of mine, that means oh, you no, like chocolate. That's a,
1: no, no, no. That's a different weakness. Okay, I'm yes. just
0: saying. So running is a weakness. That could be something that you just love it so much you just can't stop no, doing
1: it. Uh, for chocolate, I think willpower would be the weakness. Anywho, I've started over the past couple of weeks getting back into it, and I really like it. So that's kind of what's saving my life this week.
0: And so you're still using the couch to 5k Mm -hmm. app and you said, I've
1: noticed some improvement already. So and it's not been very long.
0: That's really cool. You said you really like running is, and I don't feel like that's how you felt before. Right. And so you, you feel like you're slowly starting to fall in love with it.
1: That's a little bit too strong. I'm starting to like it. Oh, that's a little bit
0: different. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Usually, I would say that if somebody was, if saw me running to call 911, because that means somebody's chasing me, probably.
0: But now, if they see you running, you might possibly, perhaps, be actually choosing to do it. Right. That's exciting. That's yeah. a big change. Well, what's saving my life this week is protein. And the reason that I chose this is because I talked about pelvic floor therapy a few weeks ago. What's up? <sighs> Let's not even go there. (laughs) And how my pelvic floor therapist was just really helping me to work through some years-long bad habits and things. And one of the things that she was talking with me about was just as we were discussing different issues that I'm having and stuff, she kind of uncovered the fact that I do not eat enough protein. And I did fairly well in my pregnancy of eating a good balanced diet, but I think once I had Kirsten and then having two babies, I think it was just, I'm nursing and I'm hungry all the time and it's easy to just reach for carbs. And I think a lot of it is because I'm just craving carbs, Mm -hmm. which I need a lot of when I'm nursing, but it kind of meant that then I wasn't having much protein at all. Mm Mm-hmm. And she just really challenged me to work on that, and I started having collagen twice a day in my tea, and I am discovering that you can't taste collagen. For some reason, I always had it in my head that collagen was gross, and I don't know why, but I just had Were you
1: just associating it with my protein powders?
0: I don't know. I just had this mental block when it came to collagen, and um, it's a really great source of of protein as well as she said, it's just really great for all of your internal organs, especially Mm -hmm. as you get older and stuff as a woman, it's great for that. So I've been doing that. Plus I've just been really challenging myself to reach for protein instead of just always carbs. So if I'm going to reach for carbs, that's fine, but I need to put some protein with it. And I have been probably, I would say by just those changes, tripling my protein intake every day and I'm noticing that I have a lot more energy Mm -hmm. and just feel more zest for life. So that's been really cool. And I am able to have a lot more endurance. And this is probably also just healing from the birth and, Mm -hmm. and doing the pelvic floor therapy and all that is helping with my endurance when it comes to exercise. But I can just go out and do a lot more as far as pushing the double stroller and walking longer mm-hmm. and going uphill and all that than I was able to do a few weeks ago. And I do believe that I protein, agree with protein that. has made a, a big difference. Have you,
1: you noticed any change in your hair or your skin with the collagen?
0: I haven't, but supposedly it might take a month or two to start releasing that. And I've only been doing it for three weeks. Mm-hmm.
1: So we'll see. Are you on the stuff that I bought for you or on the stuff that you had ordered?
0: I am still using the one that you bought for me, which is, do you remember the brand? The one I bought was Vital Proteins, but I don't remember the brand that you got for me. I don't
1: remember, but it will be interesting to know the, the difference between the two because what you had ordered was two kinds of collagen, two sources of collagen, and the one that I got was five. So it was kind of pushed on me by the lady that was at the health food store that I bought it from, that the five sources better than two. So we'll have to look and see.
0: We'll have to see. My book choice this week is a book by Mike Rowe called The Way I Heard It. And he has a podcast by the same name that I haven't listened to. This book just became available on the Libby app. And I am a little bit familiar with Mike Rowe. We've watched some of some episodes of his Dirty Jobs show, which by the way, we were watching again the other day when we were
1: Absolutely hilarious at
0: a hotel. It is really funny, but there's a lot of innuendo. And I don't remember that from when we watched it a few years ago. It, it so, could have
1: just been that episode too, that it kind of played into that.
0: But this book, he goes through and he tells a story of somebody, usually someone who's really well-known, but some little-known facts oftentimes, about that person and their story. And he doesn't tell you their name until the very end. So it's really fun to kind of guess who it is. And sometimes I don't always know the person, but most of the time it's someone that you have heard of. And Mm -hmm. you'll be like, wow, okay, I didn't know that about their history. And then he also kind of, it's a little bit, not I guess, memoir-ish in the sense of that after each story, he kind of tells something where he relates it to a story in his personal life as well. And so some from his childhood, and he just has had a very interesting life. And he's such a great author in the way that he uses words and alliteration and how he just explains things. But then also, he is the one who voices And narrates the book. So I think that makes it much more... And
1: just adds to it. Much Mm -hmm. more
0: interesting. And he's just... I learned so much about public speaking and about writing through just listening to how he tells stories and being a better storyteller. So I would would highly recommend it, but I would mention (laughs) that there is some innuendo stuff in it. So possibly I wouldn't be listening to it around your kids, although for most younger kids it would all just go right up their heads. But I mm-hmm. always have to put that caveat in there. Or right, What about for you, Jesse? What book are you reading?
1: Well, I'm continuing using Scribd.
0: Yes, Scribd.
1: And I stopped listening to the Daniel Silva book, that I, or not book, the series that I had started because the second book in the series was not available. So oh. um, I thought, you know what? I like reading things in order. So I...
0: I love how I, we just have to stop and have a moment for the fact that I have brought you over to the dark side of audiobooks.
1: Yes, I when agree. For the
0: beginning of the podcast, so many episodes. I gave you
1: so, gave m- me so, so much, much, much grief. trouble. Mm-hmm. And
0: now here you're talking about reading a book mm-hmm. when you're listening to it. Okay, we just we just had to stop and say just that.
1: Just an observation. So I started listening to uh, Vince Flynn's series. Uh, he's got, uh, no, he's. <laughs>
0: In case you hear little baby noises in the background, I'm just nursing Kirsten and she is wanting to make her presence known to everyone. So Kirsten, say hi, everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I started listening to the uh, Vince Flynn. He has a series of books. The main character's name is Mitch Rapp. Uh, he has died actually, but they have continued on that particular series. I'm on, I think, book four of that series and everyone in the series is... Available so as far as I can tell, so it's definitely along the same genre as the Daniel Silva book, but it's I think it's better.
0: And I think that that's an interesting observation of Scribd not having all the books. That's something to be aware of, and I think for you to realize hey, I don't want to start a book and start a series and then not be able to get all of them. So checking ahead of time to make sure all the books are in there. And that's good to know because we talked about Scribbin. So for people to realize that and be made aware of the fact that sometimes they don't have all of the books. Mm. So we already told you that today's episode was going to be how to parent a child with a different personality than you. And this was inspired by an email that I got from Alyssa. I hope she's okay with me using her name. She said, I just finished your podcast episode on raising a strong-willed child. I loved it and found a lot of the tips helpful. Thank you. I was wondering if you could do a similar podcast, but on parenting a child with a not so strong temperament, a people pleaser, maybe similar to Jesse's personality, which, sorry, honey, (laughs) that, like that sounds negative too. So we have to come up with a more positive way of saying that's, you know, not, using the word people pleaser and not so strong temperament, we need to come up with that. But she said, "I I am a strong willed parent with some really strong willed children, but the child who confuses me the most is the people pleaser. He's very easy to get along with, but I struggle to help him find conviction in anything. I don't relate at all because I'm a very convicted person. I've been following you for years and really love and appreciate the way you parent your kids and gently encourage them and their strengths as opposed to condemning their weaknesses. So I would love to hear any advice you have on that topic. Thank you so much. First off, I'm just going to jump in and say that I think conviction looks different Mm -hmm. to different people. And so from my vantage point, Conviction would be, you know, I'm very passionate about a topic and I don't have any qualms about having a discussion with you and sharing my viewpoint in a pretty strong, passionate way. Right. But other people can have very quiet conviction and it's not going to come out like that. They're not going to be the ones to step into a debate, but they're going to be the ones that maybe they're going to make decisions that might be really countercultural. Or they might be the one that they're going to stand up to the bully, but it's going to be in a really quiet way.
1: Right. They have strong convictions, strongly held convictions. They don't voice them strongly. Instead, they kind of hold back, and they don't want to rock the boat. That doesn't change the fact that what they believe is a very strongly held belief.
0: And I think that... People process differently as well. I know Mm -hmm. that I'm a very fast processor, and I can come to conclusions very quickly. Mm -hmm. But there's other people who process things much more slowly. I would say you're that kind of person, just like Mm -hmm. me asking you, hey, do you think you would say that you're not a strong-willed person? And you had to think about that. You couldn't just kind of have... No,
1: well, it's because I say... I need to think about that because there's a lot of nuances there that have to be processed Mm -hmm. through. And when you tend to process through a question quickly, you miss those nuances and you overgeneralize. And so, honestly, the quality of that conviction is not as good as somebody that would process it slowly Mm -hmm. and work through all those nuances and possible ramifications. Oh, if I express this conviction, if I express this belief, if I express this opinion, what are the the ramifications of that going to be? Whereas, if you just process through it haphazardly, in my book, or quickly, in as you would say, um, you miss that, and you <laughs> you deal with the consequences as they come.
0: And so, I think that that's a really important piece to bring out right there is that you could look at how I process something as haphazard. Whereas I would look at how you process something and it could seem like it's just way too slow. It's mm-hmm. probably a better word for it. Um, but see, again, I'm not sitting here and thinking about right. all the nuance. So I think my first encouragement, if you're parenting a child who has, I, I, we we need to come up with a good word for this but cuz i don't want to say people pleaser well, cuz i and, don't think but, that that's necessarily what it is i think
1: i think it's more thoughtful but people pleaser can be either positive or negative it's all on how you want to look at it
0: again nuance i was thinking maybe a child who has a more thoughtful quiet personality would mm-hmm. be would be like a, a quieter personality would be or someone the that doesn't want to
1: create conflict
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and wants to get along Mm -hmm. and wants to bring people together. You could say that's a people pleaser, but that's a positive.
0: And so I, I feel like one of the first things that I would encourage Elisa would be let them take their time. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that I've learned with one of our children who has this quieter, slower processing personality that I can't, I don't want to push them to just make a decision because that's not healthy for them. Mm-hmm. They need to be like you to take their time to think through things from all perspectives. I remember taking this child to go pick out something at the dollar store and I'm the kind that's like, get in the store, get what you need, get through the checkout and get out Mm -hmm. and look for the most efficient ways to do all those things. This child needs to go and they need to look at all the different options and think through all the different scenarios and, and really kind of weigh all their possibilities Mm -hmm. before they make a decision. And Mm -hmm. for me to push them to be like, you've got three minutes and you need to go, you know, make your decision. There is a time and place where sometimes you are on the clock, but by and large, letting this child take their time to Mm -hmm. make decisions, then it becomes their decision and not something where I just push them into it. And they felt stifled because they didn't have the time they needed to make a wise decision based upon all the things that they needed to consider before Mm -hmm. making that decision.
1: And I think I'm going to key in on something there. It is a, they are wise decisions because they're being thought through. And not only are they wise decisions, they're strong decisions. And this child knows what they believe Mm -hmm. and why they believe it, and believes it very strongly. Mm -hmm. And now, having worked through all those questions in their mind is very free to communicate those ideas that they believe. Mm it just has taken a little bit longer to get there.
0: Well, and I think that they're, they're being wise and
1: thoughtful in how Mm -hmm. they're getting
0: there. And I,
1: and they also look at it from, okay, how would someone from this perspective respond to what I'm saying? And what would they think about it? What would this other person think about it? What would their objections be? And allowing themselves to think through those objections and, or those affirmations and, formulate an even stronger opinion.
0: And so I think we can see this as a strength. Like we talked about with, you know, a strong personality, seeing their strengths and calling them out. I think with a quieter personality, seeing that as a real strength to be the person who you're sitting and watching and observing and taking everything in and doing your research and taking your time to really make sure that you are making the wise decision, that is a huge strength Mm -hmm. and that is a huge asset. And, and so I think letting them take their time and not pushing them and rushing them is one of the best things that you can do. And then I think also listening to them because I have a tendency to run people over. We've talked about this before. And especially if someone takes a long time to process or to share something, it requires them to kind of meander around a lot of different things before they kind of come to their conclusion. I can get kind of frustrated with that. I just want to be like, get to the point. Tell me what is your answer but listening to them and asking questions and kind mm-hmm. of drawing them out. Why do you think that? You know, where have you seen that? Um, why would you feel that way? And, and that sounds even how I'm saying that is, is not even as gentle as I would want to be. Mm-hmm. More like, you know, tell me about your perspective on that and letting them process with you but in their own timing and, mm-hmm. and being willing to just listen to them. Mm-hmm. Cause I think there's so much that we who have strong personalities can learn from people who have quieter personalities. But if we are always the one talking and telling, then we never get to hear that wisdom.
1: And while you were talking, I was thinking of the kind of the analogy of a steamroller, you know, steamrollers are very, very slow. If you've ever been stuck in traffic while they're paving a road, that's generally probably why, but there's a reason they're slow. They're slow and heavy because they're compacting the road and they're compacting the road to make it stronger and to make it more durable. If that steamroller was quick, was driving pretty fast over the roadway as it's driving, trying to compact it in, it wouldn't be compact as compact and it wouldn't be as quality of a road. So that's kind of similar to someone with a slower personality making those decisions.
0: And I love um, Emily P Freeman. She talks about how, why do we have public speaking classes, but not public listening classes. And I think listening is a lost art. And so really listening to your child in a way that tells them, I value what -hmm. you have to say. And sometimes I think for you, in our relationship, I've had to learn, you know, I want to listen to you almost on my own terms. Like when I have the time and when I'm, it's like, I need, I need to hear what you are thinking about this. But a lot of times you're not ready to talk. And so being willing to wait
1: mm-hmm.
0: to listen until you're ready to have a conversation about it. And so to let your child know that you you value what they have to say, you value what they bring to the table, you see their personality as a strength and you want to call that out, but you're not pushing them to talk about something before they're ready. And so asking the questions, but if they seem like they need more time, give them more time as much as is possible and say, well, maybe we can talk about this tomorrow, or I love to discuss this more with you, but I know that you want to process this more. So maybe this weekend we could plan some time to talk and, and see if they're open to that. And so that's giving them that time, but also a time frame for them to process through that, knowing that you're going to circle back around because what they have to say and their perspective is very important. The other thing I just want to encourage you to do is to learn about their personality. And so to study personality types, to understand introvert, extrovert, to understand, you know, the numbers on the Enneagram, to understand love languages, to understand Myers-Briggs. And so that can just really help you to try to walk in someone else's shoes and to get in their head. And you won't ever fully be able to get in their head and -hmm. understand the way they think, but you can at least partially be able to have more empathy and compassion and understanding that's going to allow you to be able to approach them and walk with them when you learn their personality. And I think one thing that's been really helpful with our kids is to have them share with us. So we we've talked about the Enneagram and for instance, the the book, the road back to you and it has great list for each number. And so I One time when we were going through that book and I was going through it, actually just over the course of a few weeks sat with the kids and I read off the different things for each of the numbers and the different statements. It was like 25 statements that would describe you if you were this number and letting them talk back to that and, and say how they felt. Did that describe them or not? And so instead of saying, this is who you are, or this is what I think you are, or you are an Enneagram, whatever. Mm -hmm. Letting them speak into how it makes them feel, how it resonates with them, and learning from that. Because it's no one is going to fit perfectly in any personality-type box, Mm -hmm. but we can learn from it. And so I think that's something that's been really valuable is letting them process it, and you just ask questions and hear what they have to say based upon their thoughts on a book and how it's describing their Mm -hmm. personality type or how it's describing a personality type. And finally, love them for who they are. We've talked about this repeatedly when we've talked about parenting, when we've talked about marriage, but it's just so important that we realize as parents that, at least for me, there's a tendency to try to kind of fit your child into a mold, that you can kind of have this idea of who you think they're supposed to be Mm -hmm. or who you want them to be or who you wish you had been as a child and, you know, where you missed the mark. So you want to make sure that your child doesn't miss that. And instead, loving them for who they are and calling out their strengths and really speaking life into those and, you know, just expressing appreciation even saying to your child, you know, I love how you take your time to think through issues or to make decisions that you don't just make a knee-jerk decision, that you really research and study and process. <laughs> and that's such a gift. And letting them know what an asset, <sighs> I don't know if you can hear that on the mic, but she's just, oh girl. Um, but letting them know what a gift that is to What a gift it would be to a marriage, what a gift it would be to a business, what a gift it would be to a community, to a church. Just really letting them see that their personality type and the way that God has wired them is a real strength and that you value it. I think that goes a long way towards just helping them to feel heard and understood. And sometimes I think it's okay to just be like, you know, I have a really different personality than you. And I don't know what it's like to walk in your shoes or think like you think, but I want to understand. And so help me to understand how can I show you love best? How can I help you to feel heard in this? What would that look like? How can I do a better job of parenting you, of loving you, of walking with you? And then really being open to what they say. And you never know. Just simple questions like that and the willingness to seek to understand can make a world of difference in your parenting and in all relationships. Thank you so much for joining us today. We love hearing from you. We love your feedback. So as always, if you have any thoughts, any constructive criticism, anything you'd love to just talk back to us about, you can send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.